It only took two starts by Kyle Harrison for it to be abundantly clear that the Giants' already bright future just got a heck of a lot more bright. You are Locked On Giants, your daily San Francisco Giants podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Giants, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. My name is Ben Kaspik, and on the show, we provide daily episodes Monday through Friday, talking about the San Francisco Giants in a way that's data-driven and rational, but also simple, passionate, and accessible to all. I'm a former contributor for the baseball statistics and analysis websites, Beyond the Box Score, and Rotographs. I've been podcasting about the Giants since 2015. And I'm a lifelong fan. Thank you for making Locked on Giants your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts, including YouTube. Check us out there. And also, please hit that subscribe button wherever it is that you're watching or listening. Swing for the fences on sleeper picks and you could win up to 100 times your money. Download the sleeper app and use promo code Locked On, and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Currently operational in over 30 states. Check out Sleeper today. And coming up on today's show, we're going to spend all of our time focusing on the Giants' difficulties in the first inning, struggling to have productive at-bats when they had runners on third less than two outs. Uh, No, we're not. No, we're not. Just kidding. We're going to be talking about Mr. 22-year-old Kyle Harrison, who absolutely absolutely just blew the doors off of the Cincinnati Reds and had one of the all-time great home debuts in Giants history. And honestly, you can go back and check the tape. After his first start, I said with confidence already to me that he was one of the best two or three starters or pitchers, period, on the San Francisco Giants. And I think that this backs this up and then some. Kyle Harrison, just to give you the flat-out numbers, he ended up going six and a third. So speaking of the pitch count, I mean, that's something we can get into. Uh, Six and a third, the number that jumps off the page the most, 11 strikeouts. He only had two walks, including one to the final batter he faced. So, you know, he went six and a third, with one walk until that second walk and he allowed only three hits and he did not allow a single run. And so this kid just turned 22 years old, like this month. And so this is a 22 year old kid out here dominating, not by uh, rookie standards, not by 22 year old standards, by any major league standard. This was a elite performance. And I've always thought that pitchers, you can kind of uh, rely on a smaller sample than you can with hitters because you don't just fluke your way to this kind of performance. And especially when you watch the game, it wasn't like, oh, he was just like tricking the hitters. He did have a favorable strike zone. To be fair, Patrick Bailey stealing a lot of strikes but basically what makes what made Harrison so great 
like physically was the the fastball is just a special pitch and that's what I saw in Philadelphia. He's able to throw his mid 90s sometimes upper 90s fastball in the zone does not have to be fine with command and major league hitters do not look comfortable and or do not make contact when they swing and or uh, they don't swing at all because it just there's something about it that is jumping at them. It's just a pitch. You can read the body language of the hitters where they are not comfortable facing this pitch and thus 11 strikeouts, I believe nine of which were swing and miss strike threes. He did uh, throw the slider a significant amount as well. I don't have the percentages pulled up, but he threw the slider and it was far more effective. That was It, it was a pitch that kind of gave him trouble in Philadelphia, but I wasn't too worried about that based on one start. It's like sometimes you just don't have a feel for a secondary pitch, but the fastball, even in Philadelphia, looked like it looked last night, just kind of unhittable even in the strike zone. And what that reminds me of is Carlos Rodon. And before the season, people asked me to comp, okay, what do we expect? Who is Kyle Harrison going to remind us of? And my answer was like a hybrid of Carlos Rodon and Chris Sale. And I know that that was a lofty, those are two really good pitchers. And I mean Carlos Rodon from last year, not the Carlos Rodon from this year, who's getting his wish and getting booed by Yankees fans because he's stinking up the joint, which is hilarious that uh, he kind of said that's what he wanted. Yankees fans will boo you, and therefore, this is where I want to be. Well, you're getting booed. Uh, but Carlos Rodon from last year and Chris Sale from his heyday in terms of the arm angle. And then Patrick Bailey, after Harrison's first start, made a great comp and said uh, Josh Hader, which I also see as well. So, like, we're talking like the best reliever in the game. We're talking. You know, Rodon was one of the best pitchers in the game. Chris Sale in his day was one of the very best pitchers in the game. And we're throwing these comps out there for a 22-year-old kid. So it's a little unfair. And I do want to pump the brakes a bit and let it breathe. You know, he could go out there and throw up a total clunker in his next start. But it's hard not to be excited. And then the other, you know, the other... He threw the changeup too, which was effective, you know, because the hitters, they've got to be ready for that fastball, which even when they're looking for it, they are having problems with. And then, so they're up there geared up for a fastball, but then you can just drop a changeup on them. And, you know, the repertoire, the mix is, it makes the, it makes every pitch all that more effective when you do it that way. So uh, the slider was a good pitch last night, too, as was the changeup. They were all working, and this was a historic performance. The other thing I want to mention, like beyond the numbers, is like the poise of a 22-year-old kid out there who just was completely under control and did not look like a 22-year-old kid out there. Kind of reminds me of, um, I mean, doesn't remind me of but it's similar with Patrick Bailey it's like he's just like ho-hum I've I Patrick Bailey feels like a five-year veteran but he's a pure rookie and Kyle Harrison I mean it's a little bit more intensity uh 
and focus. And I mean, a starting pitcher is, it's a little different of a position and in terms of what kind of energy you bring to the field. And I don't know, just the, the calmness and the poise in front of friends and family was absolutely sensational. And so a plus, I mean, you just, I just, I said on Twitter after the game, I'm, I'm just kind of speechless about what we just saw. And just a couple more notes. There was a note. I don't remember who published it, but it was some statistical, uh, you know, website or whatever. And they said that Kyle Harrison is the only left-handed pitcher in the modern era, which I had to look up and I believe started in 1901 to have a strikeout rate of 40% or higher in his first two starts. And Kyle Harrison's strikeout rate is exactly 40%, which, you know, some people use weird, you know, strikeouts per nine is imperfect for various reasons. Some people think of strikeout rate as like strikeouts per at bat, but it's really strikeout rate, pure strikeout rate is strike. How many strikeouts do you get and how many hitters have you faced, period? So anyway, he struck out 40% of all hitters who have walked up into that box to face him so far in his young career. And we are talking about a very young career. But 40% strikeout rate, 14.9 strikeouts per nine. Walk rate only 7.5%. It is a small sample. I don't want to read too much into numbers like this after nine and two-thirds innings. But just tip of the hat, amazing performance. And like I said, the bright future for the Giants based on the youth that has come up this season uh, just got a heck of a lot brighter, in my opinion, with the arrival of this guy, whom, you know, many scouting publications have consistently said this is their top prospect. And you could see why. And it's just really exciting, especially because Giants could clearly use some starting pitching right now, potentially in the playoffs, and then, of course, moving forward. So, anyway, coming up in just a minute, more about how. The influx of youth has been the story for the San Francisco Giants in 2023. A lot of people didn't think that was going to happen this year, but it's happened and it bodes well, obviously, for the future. So we'll get more into that in just a minute. And before we do, I want you to know that uh, today's episode is brought to you in part by Sleeper. Do you want the chance to win more money with less picks? Head to Sleeper where you can win up to 100 times your money on just two or more fantasy baseball picks. Sleeper is now offering up to a 100 times payout for up to eight pick contests. Choose as many as eight players that you like and simply pick more or less on your favorite baseball stats like home runs, strikeouts, hits, and more. I think I advised yesterday... That you take the over on whatever. I wasn't able to pull up the app in time. It was wanting me to update. But I was saying take the over on the strikeouts for Kyle Harrison. And I'm I'm positive they didn't have it at 11 or like 10 and a half. And so you would have been successful there. Get your picks right and you could win big. Do you think 
Austin Slater, I've got the app pulled up right here. You can see it on YouTube. Do you think Austin Slater, this one I don't buy, the hits uh, uh, set at 0.5 and the payout is higher for the under by like two times and he will be facing another lefty he's clearly heating up at the plate so i'm taking the over i'm just hitting more on austin slater and that's for me a pretty good pick so entries can be made in 30 seconds or less it's that easy and they also have safe and fast withdrawals. Use promo code Locked On, and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Currently operational in over 30 states. Check out Sleeper today. All right, as promised, the youth movement, the influx of youth, has been the story of the 2023 Giants. There's just no doubt about it. Thanks again for making Locked on Giants your first listen every day, everydayers. On Wednesday, tomorrow, we are going to be discussing game two of this series. This, you know, lost in all of the electricity about Kyle Harrison is the fact that this is a huge series. The Giants are facing a team that is was was tied with them in the standings. For the wild card race, because as I've said, the NL West is over. Just forget about it. It's all wild card. Uh, and so game two, Alex Cobb going up against what is his first name? Brandon Williamson. Yes, correct. Left handed pitcher. Three straight left handed pitchers the Giants are facing, and they've had some good results. I like that lineup against lefties. And Mitch Hanniger could be back. So, so much to get into. The Giants play the Reds at 645. Pacific, and you can catch every pitch of the Giants' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app, Search Giants. And oh, by the way, it's City Connect Tuesday night. And so expect, hope for, slash expect some magic. So yes, the influx of youth being the story of the 2023 Giants. There was even more I wanted to say about Kyle Harrison. Um, Just some quotes from Gabe Kapler quickly. Courtesy of Maria Guardado of sfgiants.com, Kapler said, quote, it was about as an electric performance by a pitcher as we've seen since I've been here in San Francisco, right up there with any pitching performance. And so he's not saying from our players, he's saying since I've been here, which 2020, 21, 22, 23, you know, parts of four seasons. It's up there as one of the most electric performances by any pitcher that he's seen in those four seasons. So that is high praise, and I agree with him. Um, Also, courtesy of Guardado, Harrison struck out the first five batters he faced. I mean, we, we all saw that. By the end of the third, he had struck out seven, becoming the youngest Giants pitcher in the last 50 seasons to have seven strikeouts through the game's first three innings. That includes the Giants' eight postseasons over this stretch of time. And when he got his 11th strikeout, it made Harrison the youngest Giants pitcher to record 11 strikeouts since Madison Bumgarner did so in 2011. And... Let's see. This is from Patrick Bailey, who said the funny thing 
Uh, the funny part is, I think everybody's kind of shocked. Like, oh man, wow, this is incredible. Uh, Patrick Bailey said, and then he said, I've been seeing this for three years and have been part of it for three years. It's been really cool to just see him do it on the biggest stage in front of a really good crowd. And so Patrick Bailey, not surprised by this because literally he, Kyle Harrison has in fact been doing this in the minors for three years. And so that's, that's why he was such a highly regarded prospect. And then for Kapler, there was a bit of kind of managing with his gut counterintuitively to some who thinks, who think he never does that when they had a pitch limit in mind and Harrison was basically at that pitch limit entering the seventh, but Kapler said, quote, it felt like this was a historic performance at that point and one that warranted an additional up, meaning an additional inning, even though it wasn't totally comfortable. He was that good and that deserving. And then uh, when Kapler went to the mound to take out Harrison, which totally felt like the right time, he had he got the first out, but then a double and a walk against a lefty uh he gave harrison a little extra moment to take it all in and he said sometimes you forget to get lost in that moment and there's just so much adrenaline and so much excitement and your family's out there that you just don't necessarily pause and feel that ovation so I gave him just maybe a little bit of a nudge in that direction to soak it in. And then after the game, Harrison said it was pretty cool for Cap to say that. Take it, take this moment in. And so I did. And it was awesome. So the human side, letting him go out, even though the pitch count was already basically there. And then, you know, connecting with your players and wanting the best for them emotionally and mentally to be able to soak in that moment so anyway yeah that's that's what i'm talking about we've had all kinds of moments like this and so i've talked about how patrick bailey has been the biggest story of the 2023 the best thing to happen to the 2023 giants so far has been patrick bailey and there's a chance in the last month and perhaps into october that kyle harrison becomes like kyle harrison could overtake even bailey in that regard and that's a great thing if he does it's a great thing because it means you've got two kind of foundational studs for your future now bailey has been like a decent hitter i think he's been this is what i'm saying about the demeanor like to me, the bigger the at-bat, the better, the bigger the moment, the better the at-bat from Patrick Bailey. And it's just consistently been that way all season long to my eyes. I'd have to look up the kind of numbers. And you can look up those kind of numbers. I, I don't have them pulled up. But when he comes up in a big spot, I'm happy to have Patrick Bailey up there. But defensively, I mean, he's like a Yadier Molina. He's just like a, a elite game-changing defender with framing and with throwing. And the blocking hasn't been perfect. But, you know, and then also to see Blake Sable has been a solid kind of player as a rookie for them. I'm quite pleased with what I've seen from Wade Meckler in just a brief period of time. 
the dude has a 119 weighted runs created plus suddenly hitting 294 with a 415 on base percentage just a 324 slugging so he's hit for almost no power but and the strikeout rate is 39%, which is crazy high. And so these are weird numbers, which are typical of a small sample. But, you know, people wanted him gone like seven games into his career. Six games later, all the numbers have gone way up. He's re- something like reached base in 10 of his last 12 plate appearances or something. So he's just been a an on-base machine and and I've liked his actions out in center field his speed and his arm play and that speed is like an element that the Giants are sorely sorely lacking in and so I, I'm really liking what I'm seeing from Meckler and of course Luis Matos uh, has been a big part of this season the success hasn't been like immediately there for Matos but again he's 21 years old and and he has held his own at the major league level he made a great throw he, I think he, his arm is kind of underrated his defense like his kind of ability to get to baseballs I think is a little overrated but his arm I think is a little underrated I'm happy to see uh, Matos playing more in the corners I just think he fits a little bit better there I'm not giving up on him in center but uh you know he he's just I'm the future is bright for Matos even though he hasn't quite put it all together this season but I'm probably missing some guys I there's so many I'm looking through all there's 51 players there's obviously Casey Schmidt he's struggle similar to Matos but worse struggles uh we've seen struggles but we've also seen the flashes of what he can do and you just don't judge a player by their very first MLB season if you go back and look at some really good players throughout MLB history like all the time they have rough first seasons when you just look at statistically the numbers but then improvement and so these are the types of guys where I see improvement on the way we've also had a Luciano debut but what's important the last point I wanted to make is that People were so down. I said this. I hope you remember. I know Wilhelm von Stupid on Twitter told me to let him know that before the season, I was saying there was so much negativity about the farm system because some subjective publications had them like ranked 18th and people were just mad. And I said, first of all, these are subjective publications. They're not just fact. You don't know about minor league players. You have to see it to believe it. And I said, you're you're down on this farm system at exactly the wrong moment because you're finally going to start to see some of these guys. And we have, and that's proved so far to be true, even if it's just Bailey and Harrison who like really make the leap here in 2023. But what's also significant is that these were draft picks under the new regime. Luis Matos was an international signing by the previous regime, as was Marco Luciano, uh, as was Joey Bart, was draft pick, Elliot Ramos, draft pick by the previous regime. So those two, Bart and Ramos, haven't really panned out given a significant amount of playing time. Maybe not so significant in the case of Ramos. But anyway, it's just, I think it's important for people's belief and faith in this front office when you've got guys like Patrick Bailey 
and Kyle Harrison as uh, their own draft picks. These these were guys drafted in 2020. So they're quick risers as well. And Wade Meckler, same thing, drafted by this front office. So I just think that's important for overall kind of fan belief in this front office's ability to run this team. And so if they're producing guys like Patrick Bailey and Kyle Harrison, who, by the way, like these were not obvious slam dunk picks. A lot of people didn't love scouts, even the Patrick Bailey pick. A lot of Giants fans were like, why the heck are we taking a catcher? We already have Joey Bart. Well, good thing they did. And for Kyle Harrison, you know, he he fell to like the third round and the Giants made an aggressive overslot offer to him that made him skip his or pass on his full ride to UCLA. And so that 2020 draft, which also included Schmidt, is looking great. And that was this front office. So goes a long way, I think. Cause I just I don't want I don't want rioting in the street, man. I just want the team to have success and peace and harmony. And I believe that we can get there. And we're seeing why. Anyway, coming up in just a minute, redemption for some hitters. It's been a problem for months. The failure to come through in like team at bat type situations. And it happened again in the first inning. But what what we have not seen for the last few months is redemption and an ability to make up for those mistakes. And we saw it last night. So we'll get into it in just a minute. And before we do. All right, as promised, redemption for some hitters. I just thought it was important, very important actually. It may it's totally going to go under the radar in this Kyle Harrison bonanza, like just unbelievable start by Kyle Harrison, but I thought there were some important things offensively that happened yesterday. Thanks again for making Locked on Giants your first listen every day. Every day is tomorrow on the show. Breaking down Alex Cobb versus what's his face? Andrew Abbott. Is that who it was? It Andrew Abbott last night? Yes. So Brandon Williamson tonight, another left-handed pitcher for the Reds. Giants have lit up basically the last two left-handed. They've won and scored a lot of runs in the last two games that were started by lefties. Like the last two games were both started by lefties and now another one. So you may get Mitch Hanniger back today too, by the way. And the Giants play the Reds at 645 again, Pacific. You can catch every pitch of the Giants hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app, Search Giants. So the thing I wanted to discuss is that in the first inning, Giants set things up in a big way. They uh, started the inning, oh, by the way, with an Austin Slater single I discussed yesterday. Uh, one of my segments was called Take That Slater Haters, something like that. And yet, sure enough, he's hitting like he led off the first inning with a single and scored a run. So uh, maybe we shouldn't have just completely given up on a guy based on 30 or 40 rough plate appearances. Maybe small samples in baseball. And yes, that's a small sample. Don't trump. 400, 500, 600 plate appearances of being awesome. (sighs) We never learn. 
Anyway, so Slater led off with a single. Tyra Estrada walked. Wilmer Flores hit a double. Slater scored. So it's second and third. Nobody out. You've already scored a run, and you're up one nothing. And this is where you got to get greedy, and you want to score. I mean, at least one of those runs, if not both, for sure. But instead, J.D. Davis struck out on kind of just a middle middle fastball, which is just exactly what you're looking for in that situation. I mean, unless you're kind of crazy and looking off speed but you've got to be ready to hit the fastball at all times and Patrick Bailey walked to load the bases and then Paul DeYoung in a similar situation just a fly ball and you score just that second run and it's so huge but Paul DeYoung struck out on kind of a I believe that let me see the yeah it was a same pitch like middle away up fastball Swung through at strike three, and then Elliot Ramos struck out uh, chasing a pitch off the plate away, a changeup. And so the Giants, once again, like just set up for more, failed. And it's just, it's like that could cost you games, definitely. Uh, It didn't last night, but it certainly had the potential to. However, in the third inning, Redemption. Tyro Estrada led off with a single. What else is new? He's been hot since coming off the IL. Wilmer Flores flew out and JD Davis singled. Maybe I'm thinking of the wrong inning. No, just just the fact that Davis singled, I think, was for me like a little redemption in like, okay, I can put the ball in play. I'm just not going to automatically strike out. It was his next at bat. And so it was like, okay, I could have done this in my first at bat. So that's just a little bit of like positive mental thinking to say. I mean, I think he felt relief. And Kruk and Kipe said like, we know what J.D. Davis is thinking. Why couldn't I have done that in my first at bat? So then Patrick Bailey right-handed again which was supposed to be his weak side but has been his far better side cannot predict baseball just you can't predict baseball uh hit a rocket off the wall to the opposite field as a right-handed hitter so off the bricks that scored jd davis and brought a scored tyro estrada and put davis to third with bailey at second and then paul DeYoung. Same same exact situation. Well, no, I guess it was bases loaded for him the first time, but second and third, one out, just sack fly situation. And he got the job done against the same pitcher. He hit a fly ball to right and it scored that run. It made it three nothing Giants. And it's just a relief. You know, you get another chance and you do it. And so mentally, I think you start to think, Okay, like you just stop grinding and pressing so much when you start to prove to yourself that you're able to just relax and get the job done in those types of of situations. So, but then Ramos struck out again, by the way. So, yeah, but anyway, the Giants added on another run in the sixth. The Reds got one run off Tyler Rogers in the eighth. Camilo Duvall, just like I said with the Slater haters. Not giving up on Doval based on four rough outings. It's just dumb. I'm sorry. But yeah, you can be out of whack mechanically. But the larger body of work is more important than the most recent super small sample of work. And so Doval just clean, easy inning 
and the Giants won. And now they're just a half game out of a playoff spot with the D-backs losing. They were playing the Dodgers. Honestly, go Dodgers. We want the D-backs to lose. The NL West is over. It's not happening. So uh, if the Dodgers are playing one of the teams that affect the Giants in the wildcard race, I'm rooting for the Dodgers because I care more about the Giants winning than I do about the Dodgers losing. Period. Anyway, that is all the time we have for today. Thanks again for making Lockdown Giants your first listen every day. Every day is tomorrow. Breaking down the City Connect magic, hopefully, and maybe a roster move with Mitch Hanniger. Lots to get into tomorrow. The Giants play the Reds at 645 Pacific. You can catch every pitch of the Giants' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Search Giants. Once again, my name is Ben Kaspik. Check me out on X, at Ben Kaspik. K-A-S-P-I-C-K. If you like this show, please consider rating it or leaving a review. It helps me out a lot. So thank you in advance and thank you to everyone who's done so already, really. I mean that. Thank you so much. Anyway, I can't wait to be with you again tomorrow. Thanks again for listening. Today, you are now Locked on Giants.